Welcome to the Foresight Health Roundup podcast, Foresight Health's podcast series for healthcare revolutionaries. Outcomes matter, customers count, and value rules. Hello again, everyone. This is Dave Berta, news editor at Foresight Health. It is Thursday, May 18th. Just about four years ago, I wrote a column for Foresight Health called Where Healthcare Regulations Come From. You know, kind of like where babies come from. Unlike babies, though, regulations come from misbehaving. That was a pregnant pause. Anyway, I thought about that column the other day when CMS amped up enforcement of its hospital price transparency rules. The rules took effect way back in January 2021. They require hospitals to post their prices on their websites in a way that lets patients figure out what they charge for care. As you know, hospitals have done an extremely poor job of following the rules. So much so that CMS last month muscled up on hospitals that continue to misbehave. Specifically, CMS said it will do three things all without additional rulemaking. One, request a corrective action plan from non-compliant hospitals without first issuing a warning notice. Two, require non-compliant hospitals to submit a corrective action plan within 45 days after getting such a request. And three, automatically impose civil monetary penalties on non-compliant hospitals that miss their 45-day deadline. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And to show that it's serious, CMS dinged two more hospitals with civil penalties. A $117,260 fine for Kell West Regional Hospital in Wichita Falls, Texas, and a $102,660 fine for Frisbee Memorial Hospital in Rochester, New Hampshire. Frisbee Memorial is owned by HCA, so getting in trouble with CMS is nothing new. It's like me getting in trouble for ordering too much pizza on a credit card. It's what we do. Anyway, way back in August 2021, Dave Johnson, founder and CEO of Foresight Health, and Julie Merchinson, partner at Transformation Capital, talked about what CMS and the market could do to improve hospital compliance with the new rules. It's like we knew what was going to happen. Well, we did know. Given CMS's actions the other day, it seemed appropriate to rebroadcast that episode from nearly two years ago to show how smart we are and why you should listen to this podcast every week. So please listen to a rebroadcast of our August 6th, 2021 episode, Why Aren't Hospitals Complying with the New Transparency Regs on ForesightHealth.com. It is Friday, August 6th. I don't know about you, but we could use a little rain here in Chicago. The ground is getting very brown and hard. On the plus side, I haven't had to cut my grass in a few weeks. Speaking of hard, on today's episode of the Roundup, we're going to talk about why it's so hard for hospitals and health systems to comply with the new price transparency regulations that took effect on January 1st. Specifically, we're going to talk about the latest research that shows hospital and health system compliance with the new regs is, in a word, pathetic, and what we need to do to increase compliance so consumers know what they might spend on hospital care before they get a bill. Today's healthcare consumer advocates are Dave Johnson, founder and CEO of Foresight Health, and Julie Merchantson, partner at Transformation Capital. Hi, Dave. Hi, Julie. How are you guys doing this morning, Dave? Pathetic. That's a technical term, right, Dave? I'm doing great today. 
feeling very transparent and plan to answer any and all questions openly and honestly. Look at that spirit and letter of the law. Julie, how are you, how are you doing? Well, I was going to say that I think we're seeing all sorts of transparency. Again, I'm so deep into the Olympics and watching these athletes talk about how hard the year has been and crying with their families. I mean, we're just seeing all of it. It's amazing. Very cool. Thank you. Now, before we talk about regulatory compliance, let's talk about price transparency. I know you both know you can price shop for medical care just like you can price shop for cars or groceries. But do you think the average consumer or patient knows that? Dave, anyone in your circle of friends, family or colleagues aware that they can comparison shop for medical care? As you know, Dave, our Foresight Health colleague Keith Hollihan lives on a farm in Wisconsin. His neighbor is Amish and manages the healthcare purchasing for their Amish community. They pool their resources, pay cash, and are willing to travel. As a result, Keith's neighbor negotiates with providers and always knows in advance what a procedure will cost. That little story tells you just about everything you need to know about U.S. healthcare. Wow, that, that is a good story. Thank you. Julie, does anyone you run with know that they can price shop for healthcare services just like they can shop for new shoes? Well, honestly, I don't know many people who do, but my amazing hairdresser, Jason at DP Pedro Todd, who I just saw a few weeks ago, was telling me about the fact that he needed an ultrasound. And as you can imagine, it, this is a high cost item depending on what kind of health plan you're on when you're on the exchange. And he found a little company called Simon Med in San Francisco that does ultrasounds under $100. So he went there instead of going to the Sutter Hospital. So I was very proud of him. And I learned a lot from him in that whole exchange. Another great story. You know, I, on the other hand, I don't know anyone who knows they could do that. I do know a lot of people who do shop for an ACA health plan on the uh, state or federal health insurance exchange. So there is hope. All right, let's uh, talk about the new hospital price transparency regulations and why most hospitals aren't complying with them. Uh, as you know, the regs took effect on January 1st, and they require hospitals to post their prices publicly on their websites. And they could do that in a variety of ways. They can post a consumer-friendly list of standard charges for a limited set of shoppable medical services. Or they can basically post their charge master in a machine-readable format to view or download. They have to post gross charges, payer-specific negotiated charges, and discounted cash prices. But study after study finds that most hospitals aren't complying with the spirit of the law, let alone the letter of the law. Depending on the study, the percentage of hospitals out of compliance ranges from 50% to more than 90%. Dave, what's going on here? Uh, why is compliance so challenging? Is it the technology? Is it too complicated? Is it foot dragging? Is it for business reasons? What's up? It's for business reasons. Neither providers nor payers want to disclose their payment arrangements. They make too much money keeping their customers in the dark. Differential pricing for the same treatments is a unique and deviant feature of U.S. healthcare. It's why the industry's smartest people are in revenue cycle. They spend their time scheming how to optimize revenues and profits on each procedure. That feature of U.S. healthcare consumes enormous resources and creates enormous waste. You know, buyer beware 
behavior has been a part of human commerce ever since human beings started buying and selling with one another. High-functioning markets eliminate the secrecy and give buyers confidence that the transaction is fair and above board. Like Julie and her family, we've been watching a lot of the Olympics. And Julie, I bet you've seen that AT&T commercial because it runs all the time where they declare they're giving their best deal to both new and existing customers. Their perky spokesperson is getting exasperated explaining this concept to skeptical customers. But this is AT&T's way of saying, you know, you can trust us. Have you ever believed that you've gotten the best deal from a hospital or a doctor? There's another feature of medical economics that is unique and deviant. Providers both diagnose a condition and then decide how much they're going to charge for it. They get to be both judge and jury. The medical profession since the beginning has always struggled to balance doing the right thing for patients with the opportunity to make money. Despite the Hippocratic Oath, I don't think doctors are any more or less moral than the general population. As a consequence, there's always been overcharging and overtreatment in healthcare, but it's gotten worse since the industry has become big business. It won't stop until we, the people, force it to stop. The Dalai Lama captured the problem embedded within healthcare pricing succinctly when he observed, quote, a lack of transparency results in distrust and a deep sense of insecurity. J.R. Ewing of Dallas fame had the perfect response when he said, quote, once you get past integrity, the rest is a piece of cake, unquote. Ask yourself whether healthcare pricing behaviors are more motivated by the Dalai Lama or J.R. Ewing. I think you know the answer. <laughs> those, those are quite <laughs> symbolic bookends to that argument. That's, that's great, Dave. All right. Julie, why do you think hospital compliance with the regulations is so low? How can a few hospitals and health systems do it right while most others do it wrong, if at all? I'm sitting here trying to figure out what my 1980s TV show reference could be, <laughs> but I'm just not that witty this morning. Well, it looks like a huge factor is just the commitment to transparency, as Dave mentioned. And that's a big one, as this rule exposes the unbelievable range of fees they collect for the very same service, which is, of course, highly dependent upon the patient and the type and the plan and all those things Dave talked about. In Virginia, for example, the average price of a diagnostic colonoscopy is $2,763, but the range across the state is from $208 to $10,563. I mean, you can only imagine what's under the hood of these hospitals. So the second actually seems to be faith in the AHA. The AHA filed a lawsuit on this and lost that lawsuit. But I think for a long time, hospitals and health systems were hiding behind that lawsuit and waiting to see what happened. And you can even see in what some of them have said about this that they, you know, they did wait and they thought that it might never happen. So that's a big problem, especially when it's a massive, massive advocacy organization and that leadership position on the wrong side of it. The third issue I observed is really about recognizing the magnitude of the issue for health systems, because those that have a lot of hospitals and a lot of facilities have a lot of data. And if you think about just the variation in pricing I talked about, multiply by the number of services you have to look at, multiply by the number of facilities you have, 
This can lead to millions of lines of data that you have to work through to try to make sense of in a way that can actually be digested by a consumer. So it's no small task. Now, some have said that the technology vendor matters, and I don't know. It could be true. Maybe there's a few out there who have carved out a specialty area here. I saw mentions of Health Catalyst and Epic, but I don't don't know that that's really a differentiator. And others, of course, have blamed COVID. And honestly, if you're a hospital in Florida right now, you might not be focused so much on this, but plenty of those who have made this work have made it work through COVID. So I think that could be an excuse. And honestly, the hospitals have made this work. So it's doable. It just takes a plan. Yeah, thanks, Julie. Interesting point about hoping it never would have taken effect in the first place. Dave, anything to add to Julie's comments? Well, Julie's spot on per usual, but I think all you really need to know is that if you're willing to pay cash, you can get an upfront price, right? So hospitals know how to do this. They just choose not to do it. If you'd like to see what real healthcare pricing transparency looks like, go to the website for the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. They have pictures of the human body with circles on different body parts. Click on the circles and choose the procedure you require The website will then give you a full bundled price, including surgery, anesthesiology, and facility fees. There are no hidden costs, charges, or surprises. Here's the language they use to describe their pricing approach. Quote, transparent, direct package pricing means the patient knows exactly what the cost of the service will be up front. Just like AT&T, new and old customers get their best deal. There's no real mystery in healthcare pricing, just secrecy and market manipulation. Like all bad market behaviors, shedding a light on healthcare's perverse pricing practices will help make them go away. Thanks, Dave. Now let's talk about what we need to do to increase compliance and help consumers. We know that CMS has proposed increasing non-compliance fines from $300 per day to $5,500 per day for most hospitals. Julie, is that enough or do we need to do more? Look, several, not all, but several hospitals have opposed this from the beginning, as I said. And as Dave pointed out, they don't want competitors to adjust their pricing around them. They don't want health plans that demand lower rates. They've argued the rule is unclear, places an undue burden on them. So I think increasing the fines is very important. But it's really about what lengths they're willing to go to to avoid having to do this. When I looked closer at this, you know, some posted enormous charge masters that were impossible to read. So first of all, there's, they're not thinking about what the output is for the consumer. The Wall Street Journal even reported that hundreds of hospitals that did post the required information to their websites also embedded code in their disclosure pages on the websites that kept that information from being indexed by search engines like Google and others. So consumers had a much harder time actually finding the information posted. Yeah. They're actively going out of their way to make sure that consumers have a difficult time finding the information. So are increased fines enough? I totally don't think so. Hospitals have a lot of revenue at stake here, and they know it. Someone has run a model somewhere in the back office to determine how much they're willing to pay in fines until it makes a difference. And for many hospitals, I suspect it's a number of years, even at the increased fines that have been suggested. Interesting. Yeah. Waiting game. Actuarial science uh, 
right? Thanks, Julie. Dave, where should the pressure on hospitals to post prices come from? Consumer advocacy groups, employers, other payers, the media, researchers? And where do you see this issue a year from now? Well, for the first part of your question, the answer is all of the above, plus new competitors in the government. When I wrote The Customer Revolution in Healthcare, Delivering Kinder, Smarter, Affordable Care for All, I identified three powerful forces that, in combination, can overcome, I believe, the healthcare industrial complex and status quo behaviors. Those forces were, number one, empowered buyers, like Keith's Amish friend, that demand value for their healthcare purchases. Number two was liberated data, including transparent prices like the Surgery Center of Oklahoma provides. You can see how hard the industry fights this in Julie's last answer. And number three was pro-market as opposed to pro-business regulation that creates true level field competition. The vast majority of healthcare procedures are routine and subject to commodity pricing. High-functioning markets create value by delivering great products and services at competitive price. Healthcare isn't inherently different from other forms of human enterprise. It just acts like it is. With regard to your second question, I think we'll have more value-based care delivery in a year than we do now as new competitors emerge, as customer buying behaviors improve, as data flows more freely, and pro-market regulations like the price transparency rules get more teeth and higher penalties. But here's one more reason I'm modestly bullish. We've had transparent bundled pricing in the business-to-consumer market for quite a while. Just remember, again, Keith's Amish neighbor can always get a cash price. But the real action in healthcare is in business-to-business transactions that typically go through payers. So what we're starting to see is the emergence of travelocity-like exchange companies in healthcare that offer transparent information, trusted guidance, and access to any services a customer might need. Transparent is an example of this new breed of B2B healthcare exchange businesses. As these types of companies get more market traction, healthcare pricing will become more transparent, rational, and value-driven. That's our best hope. All hail competition. Thanks, Dave. Julie, anything to add to Dave's comments? You know, it's funny. I was going to say one word, which is transparent. So we are on the same page. The only thing I would say is, if transparent is successful, this is the beginning of companies that are bundling for purpose to drive down the cost of care. And I love the fact that they picked the name they did compared to transparent. And it's just a matter of time. So I think the regulators need to do everything they can to push this because the business itself will not. But I think it's a matter of time before the market really makes this happen. Got it. Thanks, Julie. I think I'm going to poke around a few hospital websites and see what I can find out. And we'll we'll talk about it on a future podcast. We hope you enjoyed the rebroadcast of our August 6, 2021 podcast, Why Aren't Hospitals Complying with the New Transparency Regs? And I hope we get more rain this August than we did two years ago. If you'd like to learn more about the topics we discussed on today's show, please visit our website at foresighthealth.com. And don't forget to tell a friend about the Foresight Health Roundup podcast. Subscribe now and don't miss another segment of the best 20 minutes in healthcare. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Berta for Foresight Health.